Hey, 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 welcome to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I am your host, Rolinda, and I am here as your coach, your spiritual advisor, to guide you through your healing while dropping some spiritual wisdom Jesus nuggets. The Psalms of My Emotions comes from my testimony of overcoming emotional turmoil that ultimately led me to my purpose. And my prayers for this podcast is that it will lead you all that are listening to your purpose while gaining the tools in the podcast for your healing. Let us hop right into another episode and let the healing begin. Hey, 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 y'all. Surprise, it's not Monday, but it's Thursday. Monday is Christmas. So I figure since I hadn't been on here for a while, I was going to come on here. <laughs> um, But I was away just, you know, I'll do that, right? You know, just spend time with God. And I believe, you know, when you're going to spend time with God, you're going to, I'm going to do it all the way, right? I'm going to um, detach myself from some things. I'm going to try to settle my mind, uh, settle my spirit, right? So I can hear God and be in expectation for what he wants to do with me, which he has done just that, <laughs> right? I, I, I love it, right? You know, when you seek um, God to be a better person, you know, um, and I just jump right in. I didn't even do the intro or nothing. <laughs> But, you know, when you expect God and, and when you make room for God, that's my my sentence right there for this season. When you make room for God, um, when you seek him, um, allow him to have his way in your life, you know, God will do wonders in your life. He will stretch you. He will prepare you if you let him. Right. You know, um, he's not going to force his way into your life force his way to have you act right or whatever. You have to be a willing vessel. And that means setting aside time, you know, sacrificing some things, right? Um, Because I could go ahead and be like, well, oh, I don't want to lose, you know, uh, momentum in my podcast or anything. But no, there would not be a podcast if it wasn't for me spending time with God, right? I don't just get this information that I share with you guys, these nuggets, these wisdom nuggets, these Jesus nuggets that I share with you by happenstance, right? You know, I'm intentionally trying to be in the face of God intentionally, you know, not for anything that he gives me or in his hand. I genuinely love the presence of God. I love the comfort of the presence of God. So I love it. It's my hiding place. It's my secret place. It's my uh, protective place. I love being in, um, the presence of God. So that's why I was away, right? Um, getting that, getting me prepared, getting me in alignment for what he wants me to do next year. And oh, every time I get in this space, it's a deliverance. <laughs> Sometimes you can't be so um, carnal minded when you think of deliverance, like you've done something really bad or something terrible. Um, we're constantly going to be molded on this earth. As long as you are living and breathing, there's always going to be something. As long as we are in this flesh, there's always going to be something that needs to be uh, tweaked and turned, right? Because we're not all, you know, uh, um, looking like Jesus, you know, we're, we could be Christians, but we're all not exactly like Jesus. So that means there's a lot of work for us to do, you know, including me. There's so much work to do, but you got to be yielded to it. But anyway, I'm just rambling. I'm so excited to be on here. Whoever's jumping on, just say hi. You know, let me know that you're here. I can't wait to get into this. He actually give, gave me two topics. The other one I'm going to save, right? I'm going to save which I'll probably do uh, another, I probably won't be on for Emotion Monday, of course, because I'm doing this early. Um, hi. Um, but the new year, I'm going to probably either do it after or Thursday again, like I did today, 
or Friday, something like that. But it's going to be before, you know, those Mondays as the holidays land on those Mondays. And I know everyone's going to be doing a thing, right? <laughs> but let me go ahead and get started and do this intro. Welcome everyone to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I'm so thankful to have you guys on live. And those that will listen to listen to the replay, watch the replay, those that listen on their favorite podcast platforms, I thank you for tuning in from all over the world. I'm so sorry that I have been gone, but it was for good reason. It was for the Lord. <laughs> it was for me to get into the face of God. And I mean, I have so much to talk about um, within the next coupling, couple of weeks, but this is the first thing that I wanted to talk about. So um, a few things, I said I was going to do better with this. If you guys have not um, subscribe to the podcast. I am on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, I am on YouTube. Everything is under the Psalms of My Emotions podcast, right? So it's um, that's what you look for. That's what you search for. Um, so I know I'm a, a YouTube person. So if you want to go on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe so you can get notifications of things that I'm dropping. Um, you know. When I come on live, Facebook is kind of a little bootleg with that, but YouTube is a lot better when you hit that bell for the notifications. And also, um, for those that are listening, uh, you can also subscribe to my email list, uh, which I have links. I'm not sure how to, I have it on here, but then uh, for those that are listening on an actual podcast platform on um, you know, Apple, Google, um, Amazon, whatever you're listening on, I will have the link for subscriptions in the description box. Okay. So then you can click on that. You can get, um, cause I miss blogging, right? So you'll get emails, you'll get notifications, you'll get, um, just special things that are going on. And also I'm going to add a text messaging system where you can get some kind of inspirational word, for I don't know how I'm going to do it, if it's other every other day, every day, but sign up for that. So I know some guys, some, some of you are shy of putting your phone number in there, but you would want to do that. Just, you know, some things might hit and land, right? Confirmation on the day that you need it, right? You just have to look at your phone, open up the text message. That's all you have to do. So anyway, those are my disclaimers. We're going to go ahead and get started. You guys know the hashtag, and if you don't, let the healing begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we have um, today's topic is the gifts we take for granted, right? And I know some of you even reading the title that I put up or hearing the title, um, the gifts we take for granted. This is not a people post. <laughs> this is not a people podcast. Uh, I love to emphasize, if you guys don't know by now, I love to emphasize um, the power of self-evaluation, right? I am a product of the power of self-evaluation. Uh, your world, your atmosphere can't change without you evaluating yourself, right? Knowing your part in things, right? People can do what they do. You can't change people. You can't um, put a demand on someone to change we all have the will, right? We all have free will to make the changes, you know, ourselves. So if somebody can't make you change, how are you going to say that you can make someone else change, right? So you guys know that this podcast is all about evaluating yourself. I rarely do any people podcast, you know, talking about people and what people did to you. It don't matter, it don't matter, it don't matter, right? <laughs> you'll be a better person, you'll be a better person and the world around you will be better according to your perspective. War, hell could go on all around you. But when you change your perspective, right? When you change your mind and, and put in a place of gratitude, you'll look at the world a whole lot different than everyone else. And everyone will be looking at you crazy. Like, how are you smiling? How are you happy in all of this, right? It's because, you know, you change your mindset. But anyway, let's go ahead. <laughs> I'm so, so, so excited. Um, this episode was prompted. Um, I don't know if you guys are um, YouTube people where you follow influencers, 
you know, on YouTube, there is one lady in particular that I do follow. Um, she has a whole bunch of followers, but she's a, like a fitness person. And her YouTube channel is called Grow With Joe, right? She has these easy workouts that you can do in your house, right? And she designs these specifically for people that are just getting started in um, their workout routines, their exercising, right? And they're very easy to do. Some are challenging for those that want a little bit more oomph in their exercising, but um she has a story behind it. Her why is legit. And, and I, I believe the reason why she's popular is because she stands on her why, right? Um, her thing was that she was a fitness instructor. Um, you know, um, she got pregnant and then I guess she went through a tough pregnancy. And when she got, you know, had the baby, her body was all out of whack. She gained a lot of weight. And her thing was that um, when she started exercising again, she felt, she finally felt, I guess, what it meant to start absolutely from the beginning, right? So she wanted to create content and do things for people that were just starting because now she grew empathy, right? Towards people that got started. But anyways, she put this post up that said, and I mean, when I tell you it changed my perspective about taking care of your body. She stated that taking care of your body is a gift. You should be thankful that you can take care of your body. That is a gift, right? Sometimes we complain, you know, when we have to change our eating habits, uh, when we have to exercise, you know, the doctor may tell you, you need to work out some more. You need to, you know, uh, Stop eating so much bread, right? Stop eating that bacon. Stop <laughs> stop doing certain things that we love to do, that our flesh love to do. You know, stop eating that extra piece of cake. I'm talking about me, I ain't talking about y'all. Stop eating that extra stuff, right? And I don't think I've ever had the perspective. I've always kind of maybe beat up on myself rather than take the perspective, it is a gift to be able to take care of your body. And so once she said that, it took me all downhill to, to, you know, focus on gifts that we may take for granted, right? Taking care of our bodies is a gift. Everybody is not able to take care of their bodies, right? There are some people, a lot of people right now that could wish that they can get up and get in the shower right? That they can bathe their, their own selves, that they can walk, right? That they can exercise again, right? And in some cases, these are things that maybe could have prevent been prevented, right? If And then now they're in regret saying, I wish I took care of my body, right? And now they're saying, I wish I could walk. I wish I could shower. We don't want to get to that point where we regret or um, we, we, get into this space where we're just like, man, if I had the chance, I would have taken, taken care of my body a little bit better. I would have ate better, right? I would have exercised when I had the chance, right? Yeah, we only get one body. So we have to appreciate that's the first thing that I wanted to hit on was we have to, the, the gifts we take for granted is the ability to take care of our own bodies. We are able to take care of ourselves. Everyone doesn't have that right. And some had it, but didn't know that it was a gift until it was too late, right? And we know what the Bible says, right? About having, you guys know, I always got to pull up some kind of scripture, some kind of way, right? We, You know, uh, the Bible, I should have wrote written it down, but um, let me, give me a second. Um, to pull it up because I know what it is. And when God talks about, you know, the body being the holy temple. Okay, here it is. First Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Um, it states, do you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. 
Now that doesn't mean, and, and, and we take it to the extreme, right? We take it to mean, oh, you know, don't prostitute your bodies. Don't put drugs in it, you know, whatever. But these are the little things that we don't talk about in church or within um, religious circles. We don't talk about gluttony and food. <laughs> we don't talk about enough how much damage it does to the body. Like even in this time away, I've learned and I, I watched this health doctor talk about sugar. And he was stating that, you know, medical, um, like the medical society or group or whatever, um, is trying to have a diagnosis of diabetes type three. Now we know it's two, right? Diabetes type three, and they're trying to link it so close to dementia, because if you have uncontrolled diabetes, right, um, it's going to do something to your brain. And what diabetes does, you know, when you have those high sugar levels and everything like that, it's burning holes through your body. That's what it's doing. Like, you know how some people have to have their legs cut off and limbs cut off. It's because this is eating through the tissue, right? It's making you have dead tissue. And then also, you know, like your kidneys, you have to go on dialysis and things. It's burning a hole in your body. So then if it gets to that point, like you see how it's kind of going up, it messes with your limbs, then it messes with your kidneys. Then now, you know, it goes to your brain right? Where it's burning holes in your brain. I'm telling you. So, you know, God says, you know, um, this is a good thing to just think about when you think about, you know, the next time you eat things, do you know that, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, right? God trusts us to take care of our bodies, right? To be used, right? We say we want to be used by God, God, do it in us. Do it for us. But our responsibility, our one responsibility, which he says is reasonable, <laughs> is to take care of our bodies, right? To, to make it presentable for him to use, right? Present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service, right? So to be acceptable, that means we have to be healthy. So these are things that we take for granted. Yeah, I'm going through the list. Okay, um, change our habits. You know, I kind of emphasize that, our healthy habits. And also another thing that people don't really talk about, especially people that like to be busy, is to rest and relax, right? This is a way of taking care of your own bodies, not just rest in the natural, but also in the spirit, right? You know, um, and I put on here in parentheses, be careful of doing what was already done on the cross. We don't have to kill ourselves, right, to do the work of God. We don't. You know, um, the sacrifice that God speaks of is just putting our will down, right? Putting our will down, not overworking and toiling. He doesn't expect that from us, right? He just wants us to put our will down. That's what he wants us to do. He don't want us to do what we want to do. <laughs> and a lot of, you know, I fight with it. You know, there's a lot of things I'm like, I, I just want to do what I want to do. But there are things that God always asks you to sacrifice, right? So, you know, it doesn't cause you to go extra and go extreme and just say, well, this is what it is. Sometimes it's just stuff that we want to do or we feel like it's required, right? So rest and relaxation is a way to take care of our bodies, to steward our bodies right? Take a nap sometimes, you know, don't overdo it on the naps like I do sometimes. I've learned though, I've gotten better. I haven't took naps since I've changed my diet a little. I haven't taken them as much as I used to. I used to take a nap and then they would, they would be late. Then I would go to bed late. Then I would get up and I would have this whole cycle of just being tired, but I learned go to bed early. Okay. <laughs> So that is number one, you know, the gifts we take for granted is the ability to take care of our own bodies. The second thing, yes, a good nap, clad. <laughs> the second thing is the gift of singleness. Oh, I've talked about this before. The gift of singleness, especially in this time 
that were, you know, right now is wintertime. This is cuffing season. You know, they call it cuddle season, you know, go on a date. Uh, and, and a lot, and some of us do things we ain't supposed to be doing with people, <laughs> right? Uh, the gift of singleness and, you know, not to be repetitive, but you know, Paul, Paul speaks of this about how it is a privilege, right? It is a, um, gift to be single, right? It's in Corinthians, a gift to be single because you get to spend time with God. You get to do all the work you want for God. You don't have to worry about, you know, what your husband or wife is doing. You don't have to um, set aside time. You could just consider you and God in that moment. And it is a gift, right? And to be honest, right? (laughs) And uh, this is just a transparent moment for me because this is something I spoke with my sister. When I was first coming to Christ, which was only like, like for real, like giving my life to Christ like 12 years ago, right? Um, I didn't believe that it was uh, possible to be okay with yourself, right? You know, sometimes we say it as being lip service when you're hurt and you're like, I do fine by myself. I don't need nobody. Then somebody come along and then, I mean, you just trip up real quick. But I didn't believe it was possible. I just felt like, you know, I'm always going to want somebody, you know, I mean, as far as being needy wise, right? I'm like, I can't, how am I going to do this? I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm just, I just, you know, I just got to have somebody. Like, how can you just be happy just really, truly being by yourself all the time? Until about three years ago, I said, oh, this is what they're talking about, right? So then I always talk to God, you know, um, frequently. And I say, Lord, you got to send somebody because I'm getting used to this. I'm loving this. I'm loving having my own snacks. I'm loving, (laughs) you know, watching my movies, going where I want to go, doing what I want to do. Right. I love this space. You know, I get to worship. I get to cry loud and spare not in the house. Right. Um, and not worry about waking somebody up or, you know, anything. I could do whatever I want to do. And so, but now my reasons have adjusted, right? You know, now in this position, it's okay to, to, to want that, but it has to be a healthy want, right? Like now I see it as I need someone to assist me as well as me assisting them. So now I need somebody to help me, Right. I'm looking for somebody to help. I'm not looking for somebody to complete me. I'm not looking somebody to uh, cling on to. I just want someone that's going to, you know, uh, support and just help me push to the highest potential that God wants for my life and vice versa. Right. You know, I want somebody that I can push. I want somebody that's ready to go right to the, the highest heights that God wants to go and that they're imagining in their mind, right? I want to be that pusher, that cheerleader for them, right? And I want the same, (laughs) right? I want someone to help me. We in this together, but it's no longer solely relying on just someone to sit on the couch with, someone to eat dinner with, someone to go to the movies with. I can do that, right? But this thing about kingdom, you know, you have to know the reason why. So the gift of singleness is such a gift. And the thing is that, You know, I was listening to who was saying this, Um, shoot, because I want to give them their credit for um, saying this. Oh, it was Jackie McCullough. I was watching a a sermon and she was talking about Peter and how his relationship with Jesus was, you know, when Jesus was asking, like, you know, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? You know, and he was like, yeah, I love you. But the thing, you know, what she said was. You know, he knew that Peter loved him, but Peter loved himself a little bit more, right? Because he always was kind of defending in defense mode and, you know, was ready to, to, you know, I mean, do things that please his flesh, right? And the thing that Jesus was trying to get him, according to, you know, uh, Bishop McCullough, was that he was trying to get to the point where he's trying to get Peter to see, like, 
I know you love me, but I want you to see that you love yourself more. Right? I'm seeing that you're getting this order completely backwards, right? You're supposed to love, like, I'm your first love, right? You're supposed to put me first, not yourself first, right? So that's the thing, you know, with singleness and the gift of singleness. You will co correct that order even before you get married. You'll learn to put God first before you put yourself first, right? So that's the thing that you'll learn in that gift of singleness. You'll learn that God is your first love before you love anybody else, <laughs> right? You'll know to put him first always because you'll be in good practice, right? So again, I have the other gifts like, the, you know, uh, the gifts we take for granted, the gift of singleness. Um, you know, you'll enjoy the peace and joy that comes with just being with God. You'll find out in this space, like I said, I never believed it you know, first coming to Christ that you can have this peace and joy with just being with God. It's a testament. It's not a lip service. This is things that I know, <laughs> right? You know, like I said, it, I thought it was a myth. I thought people were just talking like, really? Like, how can you? Nope, you can, because I'm there, right? And then um, the gifts that we take for granted, getting still back into this relationship thing is uh, marriage. You know, some people that are married, you know, are taking the, that gift for granted. Marriage is a gift, right? You get to be in covenant with somebody. You have someone that is um, supposed to be equally yoked with you, right? You you have the same goal, same mind, same, you know, as far as direction, right? Take that for granted. Some of us that are married want to be single, you know, now you're looking back saying, oh, I wish I was single. <laughs> oh, the single days. Now you're seeing, like I told you guys about the taking care of your own bodies. Now in hindsight, you're seeing that singleness was actually a gift, right? But marriage is also a gift, right? So some of us take that for granted. Children. Children are gifts, right? Yes. They come with a lot of responsibilities. Yes, they're a lot, but they are gifts from God, right? They are gifts. And, you know, it's just so much going on in this country where we don't see that, you know, children are gifts. We see them as burdens, right? We see them as they're cramping my style. They're, you know, ruining what I want to do what I need to do, right? These are gifts that we take for granted. You have the opportunity to feed into the next generation. You want this world to be better, right? You want God to reign on this earth. You know, you have to pour into the children, right? You have to pour into the children. These are many destinies walking around. These are many destinies that, res res that live in the womb right? They live there, <laughs> you know, and even just like the miracle of birth, how we all came, we all came through the same way, right? We just can't. And I mean, I think, and I always emphasize it enough and it goes into, I'm not going to reveal it. Well, yeah, I will. It's not a secret. You know, I want to be a doula. And, you know, to me, I was always fascinated with um, the miracle of birth and birthing and the support at first, I thought I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse, but God uh, showed me, you know, that he just wanted me to be that pusher, that encourager, that support, you know, that that educator, right? To teach, to teach, right? Just about um, nurturing and things like that, you know, which, with the parents and, you know, whatever. But I just get so fascinated because people understand that it's just such a miracle. There are so many things that happens, you know, from conception to birth, right? I mean, if you really just think about that thing, <laughs> it's fascinating to me, you know, um, these seeds, right? You know, God always deal with things in seed form, these seeds, how it comes together, turns into these, you know, these cells that start to develop in the person to a person and then you know, it starts to just develop, right? How it's supposed to, 
without any guidance, without any direction, and then is able to thrive in this environment different than when it comes out in, right? It's in water, right? This thing is growing in water. It just reminds you of a plant. It's growing in water. It's breathing in its water. It has a system to eat. You know, then it comes out. It's going through a portal. So they're in one world and then they're coming out into another world. We're experiencing something supernatural every time a child is born, right? And I I think we don't paint it like that because it's so many people having so many children that we just become common with it. But we don't see it as just being the miracle that it is. It's a miracle, right? So don't take for granted the gift of having children, right? The gift of, you know, being a parent, right? It's just, it's, it's just good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, just out of my just passion and, and what God puts in my heart. But anyway, so we talked about that, the gift of singleness, marriage, children. The other thing that we take for granted is our own supernatural giftings. How many times have we all slept on ourselves? Right? We sleep on ourselves. Right? That we don't understand that God puts so much potential into us. And then the audacity to waste it. Right? As thinking that this is something that I just do. No, it's something that God in, in, instinctively, you know, intentionally. Nothing that God does is by happenstance. Nothing that God does is by accident. Nothing that God does is by coincidence. He put these giftings in you so that it can thrive. It can help minister to the people, right? Help grow people, help bring them to him, right? So don't sleep on yourself. Don't take for granted the supernatural giftings that God gives you right? Your ability to sing, your ability to cook, your ability to write, you know, your ability to play an instrument by ear, you know, anything. It can be any, your gift of gab, <laughs> you know, anything. It, it is of use for this earth, right? So we can't take for granted that. And I put on here, even how to cultivate that, you know, learn to invest in yourself, learn to invest in yourself, Learn to invest in, you know, God may want you to start a business. Learn to invest, oh God, learn to invest in your business, right? Learn to, I knocked my glasses off. <laughs> learn to invest in your business. That's one thing that I've learned, right? Sometimes when God tells you to, um, start a business or anything. Sometimes we feel like we have to start off with so much. And really, if you just put something into it, you know, as much as you can, day by day, you know, um, like all of this stuff pieced together. I didn't start all this stuff all together, right? Um, I could tell you, ooh, I wrote a book. You know, that was the first thing out of obedience God wanted me to do. Knew nothing about how to publish a book. Matter of fact, I almost didn't do it because I felt like the people that you would kind of maybe ask, like a lot of people would gatekeep. A lot of people would not direct you and tell you how to do something. So it made it seem like it was impossible. And especially if you didn't have any money, right? <laughs> you know, you and then people tell you, oh, it costs, you know, you look on Google, Oh, it costs you two or three thousand dollars to do your book and tell you you have to have this and no, you got to have this and you got to have a book signing. No, all God told you to do was just put it out. Right. You know, you had to have this. I think I probably would have saved a lot of money if I would have just, you know, looked at the simplicity of things. Right. And not felt like I had to do this and I had to do that. And even just to not sleep on myself. There were some things I already knew how to do. Right. I just didn't apply it because the task, the task seemed so insurmountable. It seemed so big. The mountain looked so big. Right. That I felt like I couldn't do it. So don't take for granted the giftings that you have. And like I said, how you do that, invest in yourself. 
Invest in your business. Like I said, you don't have to have everything all at once. Like I said, I started off with the book, did what God wanted me to do. Then he told me, revealed to me, this is the ministry, right? This is what you're going to do. So of course I called it a ministry, but it didn't feel right. Me just calling it, okay, this is the ministry. I had no idea that down the line, he was working on me to work up my courage to do a podcast because I have a background and doing radio TV broadcasting. That's what my bachelor's degree is in. I already knew the system. (laughs) I just never thought that I would use it. I just wanted to write. So I have a journalism part, but I didn't think I would use the radio and television, the broadcasting part. I never knew. But he would tell me, okay, now get online. Talk about the book. Talk about, I'm like, okay, I talked about the book sitting down thinking about topics. Then it got to a point, he's like, okay, now blog, read your blogs. Then he was like, stop reading your blogs. Sit there and let me talk. Okay. So I stopped, my notes got smaller and smaller and smaller. I'm sitting here talking. Still kind of just like, it was a ministry. I didn't, you know, kind of put it all together as a podcast. So I'm like, okay, it's a podcast. So I bought microphones. Like, see y'all, it's a long journey. This was a span of since 2018, right? Bought a microphone, you know, um, got a webcam, got some lighting, just started, you know, just adding to it, right? Because I didn't want to take for granted the supernatural giftings that God gave me, right? He gave me a gift of wisdom and he wanted to display it the best way how how he has made me to do it. Right. So then now, okay, we're doing that, Jesus. Now we now you're talking about, okay, we'll get these these ways of um obtaining, you know, ways for people to sow into you, ways to people to keep in touch. Like now, I'm just now doing a, a email list, right? Okay, you're on Facebook. Now go to YouTube. It's like I'm like, this don't ever end. But it takes investment. It does take a little money, websites, things, you know, but because I believe and I don't take for granted the supernatural giftings that he's given me, I'm going to invest in myself and I'm going to invest in the business because I didn't ever plan on opening a business. Right. And and, and to think that it's so many. Right. Listen, I got two right now and three, a third is coming. It's crazy, right? But if you just don't take for granted, and I'm saying it again, I'll move on to the next topic, that God has given you something, invest into it, right? Okay, the other thing um, is the gift of wisdom, right? We take for granted wisdom is everything. If I didn't have wisdom, I don't know where I would would be in my time away. I'm going to tell you guys, the book of Ecclesiastes has blessed my soul. I haven't even read all the way through it. I'm like on chapter three because I'm eating. I'm eating a little bit and it's blessing me. Yep. Trust all the way with what God has given you. Yep. All the way. Invest. You know, um, invest in yourself, you know, add on to it, make it better, feed it, sow into it, pray into it. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> pray into it, right? Um, yeah, that's what you do. Um, so like I said, the gift of wisdom, Ecclesiastes, like I said, the first three chapters that I'm on, I think I'm on chapter four. Bless me. Listen, devotion is the bomb (laughs) with this Ecclesiastes. You know, basically it's a a book of teachings, right? From Solomon, things that he has learned in his mistakes, right? Wise king, you know, God gave him wisdom, but then he found out how much wisdom costs, how much accountable you have to be to the wisdom that God gives you. That's one thing about wisdom. Because you know, you can never say that you don't know, right? 
you have, you're automatically accountable for what you know. So to want to know a lot, you're accountable for a lot. You have to be accountable for a lot. You can't go to God, God that knows your heart and say, God, I didn't know. He knows. He's like, I, listen, I gave you wisdom. I know you know, right? You can't do that with God. <laughs> he knows your heart. You can't do that with God, right? So again, like I said, the gift of wisdom, we take for granted wisdom, how powerful wisdom is, how um, you need that to actually do the things of God, right? To move in the things of God. You need wisdom, right? You need to know what path you need to go down. You need to know, you need to know, especially like I said, even with, like I said, the businesses and stuff that he wants you to start, you need to know things, right? And sometimes you might not have time to read a book or go to school to learn about things. There are things that I know, I don't know how I know, but I know it's from God. I automatically, if I didn't study or look it up and I know, I know it's from God. God, you gave me this because it ain't no way, right? It's not in a way. But anyway, I wanted to read this because it's blessed me. This shows you how important wisdom is. So Ecclesiastes, okay, yeah, I am in four. Um, Ecclesiastes 4 and 13, um, and it states, better is a poor but wise youth than an old but foolish king who's who no longer pays attention to warnings. I read it again. Better is a poor but wise youth than an old but foolish king who no longer pays attention to warnings. So even in wisdom, right? You have to know that, you know, money isn't everything. Wisdom is the true gold mine, right? You're not going to know what to do with that money or know how to be all about God with a lot of money if you don't have wisdom, right? You're going to get lost in the sauce. You, it's going to mess you up down the line. You don't, you're you're going to be a person that don't want to learn and don't want to listen because you feel like I have the money. I don't have to listen, you know, and you can never not be a student, especially, like I said, we're not formed all the way to Jesus. You cannot afford to not be a student. <laughs> You have to always be open to learn, right? And that's why it doesn't matter. You know, it's better to be poor and wise because you're going to listen. <laughs> you know, and you're going to realize that the money ain't everything. You're going to realize that wisdom is the true gold, right? Because if you're wise, you know how to get money. You know how to get it. But you'll know that it's within God's time. I'm telling you, this wisdom thing go deep, right? So sometimes I used to be like, well, God, why? You know, you taking me down the long road, right? To get things that you want me to get. But he said, you got, you know, this wisdom is teaching you a lot of things, right? Before you can see it, you know, in the natural, like you already, you already rich. You got gold, <laughs> you that wisdom is gold people will pay for that people will pay so much and then to know everybody doesn't have that but it's needed for the kingdom of god right good to me bless my soul um and the last thing is the things we take for granted is the gift of being able to worship god right and when I say that, it's the, the gift of being able to be in the presence of God, how he wants it, right? We can't take for granted that his presence is there. Do you understand what it took for us to be able to access his presence so freely, right? It took the sacrifice. It took him dying on the cross, right? for us to be able to worship him so freely. And when it's, when we're able to do that, especially I think in the um, America, right? Other countries, you know, they would, 
pay probably so much to be able to worship in public, to worship freely. But what we do, right? We make it a joke. We make it, um, a, a we don't have to do it thing, or we don't understand it, right? But this is something that got, you know, that Jesus died on the cross for, for us to worship as much as we can as, and, and as much as we want, as much as we can. Just to be close to him, giving us that opportunity, but we take it for granted. I'm going to tell y'all, worship changed my life before I knew word, before I knew anything, knew how to preach, knew how to, before anything else, what gave me breakthrough in my life when darkness and hell was around me was worship. That dark season in my life where I literally what I ran to was worship. Every night, I remember for a year, I went in my room the same time every night and worshiped God like it was no business. I mean, worshiped, weeping, laying on the floor, right? I mean, crying out to God. Telling, you know, just kind of just in that presence with him, not asking him a thing. And I needed many things. <laughs> I mean, just, just so happy to be because I felt so safe. And I remember I would wake up and like, I can't wait to get back home and worship. It's eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm already like, I can't wait to nine o'clock to be in that space with him again. And oftentimes, you know, I want to be in that space. You know, I haven't, you know, to be honest, I do worship, but I have not worshiped like that in such a long time. Right. Because I was in a space where he's like, he pushed me into a corner. And, you know, I often, you know, go back and I'm just like, I'm taking it for granted. Right. Because that thing changed my life. You know, that thing changed my perspective on a lot of things. It got me in a place to get in a position to write. Um, it got me to a place to have clarity, to have patience, you know, it worship. We take it for granted. And this is the gift that he's left, left us. Like we have access to him. The veil was rent so that we can have access. And what we do, it's there. That's just like, you know, you're hungry. And let's say. The doors are open. I mean, always open for food, like at a grocery store or whatever. And you just keep on walking past. And then you may go in and grab one thing, but the whole store is available for you to take what you need to get. Right? But all you have, feel like you have the energy to, to do or time to do is just maybe just get a little block of cheese. But the whole grocery store is available for you. We are, we have access to all of God, but we don't take advantage of it, right? That thing will change our lives. If you are confused and things in your life, go, go, go spend your time in worship. When you don't know the direction, it ain't got nothing to do. Look, you could pray. That's communication with God. But when you worship him, oh my God, answer just. Answers will flood to you. Mag answers will be, a, you know, become a magnet. Right to you. Direction. You'll wake up with so much clarity. Like today, God gave me a couple ideas. I didn't ask him for nothing today. You know, I worship him. I wasn't even talking about that. And he just started flooding me with stuff. Right? Because your heart is just like so connected with him, you're going to get answers. You're going to be in touch, but we take it for granted that he's there. We just can't, can't seem to quiet ourselves down, to stop talking to him about our issues, right? To stop asking him for things, to just sit there in his presence, right? And he'll tell us. In his timing, he'll reassure us because we're coming to him like, I just want to be with you, right? Because when you get those things and when you have those things granted, 
He knows that you're going to always seek him even in those things. Like if you're worried about money, but all you want is him and you've never asked him for it. Guess what he can trust you with? Money. <laughs> you, you could just be just so happy with him. He'll give you all this money and he'll be like, I can trust you because even in all this money, you're going to always continue to worship me. You're going to seek me. You're not going to forget. Right? Because it wasn't all about that in the first place. Right? You get everything else. But if you could be a person that worships, even after you've gotten all the things that you can imagine, that's what he wants. Right? I'm just saying. That's things that we, that is what we take for granted. That's the last point I had. So I'm going to do a little summary and we can end this out. So the gifts that we take for granted. Number one is the ability to take care of our own bodies. Everybody is not able to take care of their own bodies. God wants us to be a holy temple, wants us to be a living sacrifice, right? He wants us to rest and relax. He does, we, we have to be careful of doing what was already done on the cross. God doesn't call us to be, to be in toil, right? Let's see here. I was thanking God for this, remembering the time, if I'm not mistaken, where they could not go directly to him. Yeah, I'm saying. Yep, the gift of having access to him. We take it for granted. He's there. And I think sometimes we always want to see things. But when you get used to feeling the, oh, you know that he's everywhere. It's not that he moves, we move. We have to understand that we move, he don't move. You know, that's why he he doesn't like sin. Sin separates us from him. Sin doesn't take him away from us. We lose that, that, that sense to feel him. So then we feel like there's nobody here. And he is. <laughs> so when you're secretly uh, uh constantly seeking him uh you want him you desire him you adore him you gonna feel him all the time and don't let nobody tell you you doing too much or how you how you feeling god all the time ain't he omnipresent <laughs> so why wouldn't i feel him all the time Sometimes when you can't feel him, it's because your mind is somewhere else. You know, you're, 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 you're carnal. You're in a fleshly place. He don't, he don't connect with flesh. He connects with your spirit. So you have to, you have to be spiritual, right? So that's summary. Number one, the ability to take care of your own bodies. Number two, the gift of singleness, right? Being single is not bad at all it's a gift right god wants to train you in that time that he is your you have to know and you have to acknowledge and you have to embrace that god is your first love before you can love anybody else right so we take for granted the gift of singleness marriage right know that you have somebody that y'all working together right sometimes it may not be easy sometimes maybe the marriage didn't start off right because you know, we might have not followed the godly principles, right? But it's not too late. Don't take it for granted that you got that that help, that, you know, person to labor with you, that person, right? Uh, children, know that they're gifts. They're li little destinies walking around this earth. Pour into them. Nurture them. Give them, I mean, do the best you can, you know, with your children. This, These are the future, right? They're the future leaders. They're the future you know um curse breakers right don't take for granted you know your children for granted the time you have for them have with them for granted okay number three uh the gifts we you take for granted don't take your own supernatural giftings for granted invest in yourself right take your business seriously when god gives you a business take it seriously Right. And I didn't say, you know, like I said, I, I know what money struggles mean doing a business or whatever. Do what you can little at a time. Do what you can, but don't ever stop. 
do what you can, but keep on doing, right? And then number four, don't take for granted the gift of wisdom, right? You need wisdom. As as kingdom kids, you need wisdom. You need wisdom to know what to do with what he puts in your hand. Or you're going to mishandle it. Like I said, Solomon Ecclesiastes, Solomon talks about that. About him having all the wisdom and everything. And he did everything. And he's like, it's empty. <laughs> I'm finding out these things that I have fleshly desires for. It's emptiness in this. He even went to go and say that, um, though, you know, about building and how, you know, it's a shame when you do a lot of building and you can't enjoy the fruits of the labor when you choose not to be close to God. He said, the sinners are, are going, he said, the ones that sin that are building, you know, you do a lot, you work so hard and you're, you know, you still in sin. He says, the one thing that's terrible about it is that the people that love God comes behind you and reap from what you have built. He said, that's terrible. He said, because I can't even enjoy the fruits of my labor because I wasn't seeking God. I wasn't for God. So I built this for somebody else. <laughs> I built this for somebody else. Like, he's like, how terrible is that? That I because I didn't nurture my relationship with God and I was building, you know, for the kingdom that all you kept me here was to be a placeholder for somebody else. I'm telling you, I was like, whoa. Sometimes, and this is just not even in my notes. Some people think because God allows you to build that you're going to be able to enjoy the fruits of the labor. If you're not doing, if you're not using wisdom or doing the things, you know, if you're not living the life and seeking him, like he wants you to, those that, that want to be with him all the time are going to be in that place of the builder. And they're going to enjoy the fruits of somebody else's labor just because they have the willingness to always want to seek God. He going to give it to them. Hey, I'm going to let you build it. And when you go, I'm going to let this, per I'm going to just hand it right over to this person. They ain't got to do nothing because I used you because you didn't want to be with me. I just use your hands. Listen. <laughs> yes, real good. I'm telling you, Ecclesiastes is, is, I ain't even through with it, but it's blessing me. And the last thing is um, we can't take for granted the gift of being able to worship God right he died for that very reason for us to have him always i mean just indwelling right the holy spirit so that we can ask him things we can commune with him right we can just sit here and we call we call we say jesus and he's here right and i mean not that he went anywhere but because our heart is postured right when we say jesus when we say jesus something happens in our spirit especially if you have the holy spirit you gotta have the holy spirit <laughs> so when you say jesus you're posturing your heart to be like here i am right here i am anytime you say the name of jesus like i said you ain't summoning him nowhere he's always here he's omnipresent he's always here Right. So when you're always seeking him, you're going to feel him always. Some people are like, well, how you going to feel? He's here. He's here all the time. We're not here all the time, but he's here all the time. Because guess what? If you operate a fleshly, I, I want you guys to do an evaluation. This would be your homework. Anytime that you know that you're operating in your flesh, I want you to sit back and see, do I feel God in this moment? If you cussing. <laughs> Cuss somebody out. It, you feel empty. You feel like you ain't got no backup. You ain't got no assistance. When you do things outside, you gossiping. See if you feel God in those moments. Right? You don't. You be like, ooh, like I'm in another place. I done stepped over another side. 
I'm in another place. He ain't moved, but we did. Because we doing things that are out of the will of God, right? But anyways, I'm done. I hope this blessed you. Um, like I said, I had a lot to talk about. I even went over seven o'clock. I had a lot to talk about. And I still have, when I tell you God gave me a list as I was away, you know, when it was almost done, um, I just had things to write down. Like I said, in that, in that worship, I didn't ask him what you want me to talk about. These topics come from, and I, and I, oh, I thank God that none of these never repeat. I don't know how they don't ever repeat. Ooh, it blesses me. These topics never repeat. I'm like, God, you give me so much. They have never repeated. It's because I worship him and he tells me what to talk about. Because he says, you know, he knows I'm going to sit here and let him talk. That I'm not going to put me into it, right? Because he gave it to me. So a lot of these things, it it just comes from worship. If you want to know as far as like business, and you can pray over your business. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, do those things. But worship will give you all the answers. Even answers you, you mean answers you ain't looking for. He gonna give it to you in worship, right? So, anyways, I'm gonna end this. Hope you guys enjoy. Like I said, next week. Um, of course, I'm not coming on Monday, and next Monday I'm not either. But I'm gonna do another earlier one, um, like probably a Thursday or Friday. I'm telling you. Um, Thursday or Friday. I'm I'm assuming Friday. Um, do one for because it's another topic I want to talk about. I'm gonna probably tell you right now. It's called the hidden gems, right? Because and of course it's another transparency moment. <laughs> but it's called the hidden gems. Okay, you you guys are hidden. Some of y'all are hidden gems. You may not feel like it, but God is hiding you. He's gonna extract extract you. And it's in his timing. You know, sometimes we tired of being in the dirt. We tired of being buried. Lord. I don't like this dirt, <laughs> but anyways, that's the, something to get you guys, uh, something to look forward to. You guys know, I can't close this out without doing the plan of salvation. God put this on my heart because this is ministry at the end of the day. Right. Um, so let me take this banner off the bottom. So this comes from Romans 10 and 9. This is uh, known as the plan of salvation. And it states that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. This confession is a heart thing. This is nothing that you say just out of, okay, I'm going to say it and see what happens. This is something that you actually believe this, right? You believe that Jesus died for our sins. You believe that he was raised, right? That he was raised up from the dead, that he came out of that tomb and walked up out of there, right? (laughs) This is what you believe. Like, Like, there's no question about it. And then when you believe that, that he came for you, that you were blood bought, guess what? You are saved, right? That doesn't mean the road will be perfect. That does not mean it's it's a magic wand over your head and all your problems will go away. This means that you're saved. You know, um, you're you, you just saved. Your soul is safe, right? You know, you ain't going to hell. <laughs> That's what it means. And pretty much you don't stop there either. You um you go find you a place, right? To to and I mean not you know you gotta have discernment, you gotta see where God led you because God led me to my place, right? Um, you need the Holy Spirit and and get some place that believes in the Holy Ghost, that believes in the Holy Spirit because you need that, you need that to work, you need that to do the kingdom work, right? You can't love without the Holy Spirit, how God loves. You you just can't. So um, you need that and, and you need teachings. You need, um, you know, just maybe some, some, you need some mentorship. You need discipleship, right? Jesus had taught the disciples. They walked with him, right? 
as they came to believe that Jesus was the son of God, they still had to have some teachings, right? They still have to learn some things, right? Yeah, it's going to be good, Clad. Hidden Gen. I'm it's going to be good, right? I mean, because like I said, this I'm trans I'm going to be transparent on that one. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I always, I have to do that. That is a commission. You know, like I always say, the ministries that that happens online and things, if you're not doing the, the plan of salvation, what are we doing, right? That's the most important thing is to bring people to Christ. You know, you can't be so... Um, concentrate on what the information that you want to get out and say is for God, but not introduce people how to get to God. It makes no sense, right? You got to lead the way. You got to show them the way. I have no idea who listens to this, right? I can see regions and I can see countries and um, I don't know what goes on with the algorithm behind this, but you never know. You never know who needed to hear that, who ran across this live who ran across the podcast you know and um on a, a certain platform or whatever you never know i just always want to extend it to someone you know it, it may save them their lives you, you never know i would love to be in heaven and god shows me my highlight reel i feel like it goes like that and shows me all of these faces that i've never met that gave their lives to him Whew. but anyway I'm gone. I will see you guys next week. Share this for anyone that wants this, uh, that you feel like needs to hear this. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. I guess I should have had this ready. <laughs>